Your sensors have detected the USS Trexan sci-fi with Captain Rico at the helm. This is Angela and Jen, ready for transport, Captain. Hello and welcome to, I'm talking funny, <laughs> hello and welcome to Trexan Sci-Fi, Podcast 739 for August the 18th. Holy crap, it's August 18th already. 2019 and we're doing another um podcast yes this is like i already said 739 and um yeah welcome to the show folks this is my little prelude as i usually do and tell you what we're going to talk about and uh give you the lowdown the skinny do people say that anymore skinny give you the skinny does anyone know that term what's the skinny i think that's like oh man when did that first get invented way before my time even but the skinny is on today's show uh, th- that I'm going to talk. Uh, it's going to be kind of a probably shorter than normal and, and a little uh, fairly fairly casual. I'm always pretty casual, and these aren't very serious shows. But um, I want to talk a little bit about some recent things that I've seen, movies, TV, uh, like I normally do, maybe go a little more detail into it, and um, just talk a little bit about uh, I went to another Comic-Con a little less intense than San Diego uh, yesterday with my son, Stephen. We'll talk a little bit about that. I uh, uh, got a pick with uh, a Star Trek TNG celebrity, so there's a little tease for you. And uh, yeah, going to be um, going to be a fun little show. Uh, nothing major. I'm actually going to podcast later with uh, my friends from Star Wars Stacks where we're continuing to do our sort of practice run on... Uh, on this uh, Star Wars role-playing game, uh, and uh, so, yeah, tell you a little bit more about um, that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, here we go on Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Straight flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Oh, man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. All right, I'm back. I hope everyone's uh, enjoying uh, the remainder of their summer. I know not, uh, you know, some people listening, maybe not. This is their summer. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, I guess you guys have the opposite, which has always been weird to me. You know, I've traveled a fair amount, but, but I've never, I don't think I've ever really, I don't know if I've ever technically been in the Southern Hemisphere. Maybe. I'm trying to remember if Taiwan is uh, in the southern hemisphere or not. That may be the smallest. 
Mexico certainly isn't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to South America or, or Africa or Australia one day. But um, so, uh, so it is summer still here. We're having um, a bit of a warmer spell. Uh, August can be pretty warm in Michigan still and, and September even. But we've been having quite a bit of humidity. It rained last night. Uh, I managed to cut my grass late last uh, night before it rained. Well, I heard it was going to rain overnight. It's supposed to rain a little today, thunderstormy kind of stuff. And uh, in this, uh, in the Midwest and Michigan and in this area and, and Florida and the South get this too. But um, I think we get it a little differently where we'll get kind of a heat up and then we'll get storms and then it'll kind of that'll help cool things off just a little bit for a while, although it's supposed to be a pretty warm week. So there, you're up to date on, on weather. <laughs> Isn't that great? Aren't you, don't you feel better that you know all about the Michigan weather? Not that it's all that different, but I, I do enjoy summer. Uh, I, I've, um, this has been a really, actually a pretty, pretty good summer. The heat has not been super bad. I mean, we, we sometimes have had worse, and I, I judge it by how much we've turned on our air conditioning because we tend to not if it's not unless we're in the like the upper 80s with a lot of humidity we don't turn it on uh, I, I like the warm I like uh, I like the windows open so some people really can't you know I always think there's these people who like if it gets to be like 73 degrees they freak out and can't handle the heat but um but I do enjoy it I like it if it's um if there's still um, not a huge amount of humidity and if it's, there's a bit of a breeze. Most of the time, too, in Michigan, uh, we, we get spells of this, but we it tends to cool off in the evening and at night. Not a lot. I mean, into the, like, 60s, but that's better than some places. So, um, And even we've even had some days this summer where it's gotten into, like, 50s at night. So, uh, so that is pretty pleasant. You can open windows up at night and sleep, so. A lot of stuff there, not geeky talk, but uh, yeah. So hey, I want to thank uh, thank Mark again for doing uh, uh, another guest cast from last week, Battle Beyond the Stars. That's uh, I gotta pick that movie up uh, if it's out on Blu-ray. I, I I know I think I I know I have a DVD of it around here somewhere, but I want to see if it's out on. Uh, I think it's probably out on Blu-ray HD. Everything seems to be still. They're still churning stuff out. You know, recently, well, maybe a month or two ago, I bought some. Um, Buck Rogers, the old Buck Rogers TV show. Uh, it's it's technically a, a, another region set of discs, but it is high def. It's it's Blu-ray. I've not tried to play it on my Blu-ray player yet, um, but I've played it on my Blu-ray um, reader on my that I have on my computer, uh, and that worked okay. So sometimes these out of region, other region discs will you'll have trouble playing them. I always know I can get it to work on my computer. So, uh, but I really wanted to see a Buck Rogers in high def. So there doesn't seem to be a U.S. version out that I can, I, that I, that I know of. Maybe, maybe there is, maybe, maybe I've missed it. I don't know, but, um, it's a lot of, uh, a lot more, you know, as time goes on, a lot more being put out. Um, speaking of which, I got to write myself a note <laughs> this week. The, one of the big releases was, uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, which, which seems amazing that it's already out now on, on, uh, on, on DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, and, and and streaming and all that, you know, I heck, I think it was it's still in the theaters practically. I just saw it when they did the re-release thing, where they were trying to get that extra money, and they did get themselves to the most um, money-making movie of all time, beating out Avatar. 
that's where they released the movie with a little bit of extra at the end. Uh, I think I, I have not um, picked up my discs yet. I got to write a note. That's what I was going to say is um, I went to two places this week um, to try to find it. Basically, I wanted the the like ultimate edition kind of set that they have out there. There's t- two options I was looking for. One, there's a there's a Target 4K edition that comes with a little book. Chris um, from Star Wars Stacks, Chris Clemente, he he sent me a photo of what that set is, and I and I saw somebody do a, a video of it on YouTube. So that's a cool little package thing. Popped into a Target, uh, the one that's over by where I work didn't have any of those left by the time I was there, which was towards the end of last week. It was a busy work week. Then I also tried Best Buy. Best Buy has a steelbook. Best Buy does steelbooks. I don't know. Does that other places do steelbooks, or is it just Best Buy? But I think I bought the last one, uh, Infinity War steelbook. So I wanted to buy uh, this companion thing in steelbook. Um, probably that's my preferred one, but they didn't have any of those either. So I looked online. It looks like I can order it online from like Best Buy's site and have it delivered to the store in a couple of days later this week, which will be fine. But it's it's a bit. Uh, don't they know these things are going to be popular? I mean, yeah, you can pre-order and junk like that, but should you really have to? I, I don't know. Maybe stores don't like to get stock, but I would think with a movie like that, the most now the most money-making, most popular movie, I guess, of all time, you don't order a few more, and, and they, you know, they have a ton of like DVDs. Do, do people still buy like good old regular DVDs anymore? That just seems nutsy to me. I mean, at least buy the Blu-ray. If you're not buying 4K, but I mean, uh, you know, a Blu-ray at least. But um, I'm shocked still that people, <laughs> I, I expect to almost walk in now and they're going to have uh, VHS tapes still. I mean, well, they do have records. Best Buy, uh, the one by me, they, they're they starting to get more and more vinyl and, and records, which is crazy. Yeah. Did you hear that story about JCPenney selling used clothes? Uh, the, yeah, there was this story about JCPenney is going to start to sell used clothing. I know, not a geeky topic, but um, I just caught that on the news, and I'm like, where are they going to get that? Are they going to go haunt, like, like used clothes stores that are already around? You know, that those secondhand shops that you can go into, which I've I've done that a little bit occasionally. That It's a good place, by the way, um, if you're looking for costume things, things you can turn into cosplay stuff, uh, you can get some pretty good deals on, on pr- uh, pretty neat things at, at secondhand shops. So there's a little tip for you a little geek connection to my story here so uh um but anyway yeah back to endgame so i'll have to order it uh i saw it three four times in the theaters i think uh and uh but it's a great movie i i thought that they did such a great job i some people seem to not been nearly as excited about it or or happy i mean i i think everyone liked the movie i i really loved that that movie a lot even more than infinity war in a way just because to me, they were bringing everything together of all the last, you know, all the movies they had done, all the relationship stuff. It kind of all came to a, a, I felt like a very satisfying conclusion. And and I, I've i always thought that, you know, movie series, television shows, it, it's kind of stick the landing. You know, the, the, final, the final movie in a series or the, or the final episode in, in a TV show run uh is is very very tricky and hard to do there's only been a few that i think that have done it really really well breaking bad was had an amazing finale um but um and i think star trek the next generation had a great final episode 
but you know it, there's there's a lot of it that stumble and and so for a movie series like this and and truthfully movie series you know they do they end you know they they seem to just kind of keep going these days heck even when back when we thought return of the jedi was the final star wars movie which i felt like you know was a satisfying tie up to the to the original trilogy now we've got you know episode seven eight and nine and nine coming out in december um the rise of skywalker skywalker uh which ah, gosh what is that about are we gonna get another trailer soon i hope so but um I, I I do think in September I, I think I think we'll get something we'll get we've only had the one teaser trailer that they did in um at the Star Wars Celebration convention thing and that they had in back in April in Chicago and that's all we've really seen from the movie which I feel like they did a really nice job with that it it, it teased us enough but it didn't show us too much but I I, I do I'm, I am at the point now that I want a bit more uh, but I don't want too much I don't want too much be careful JJ you know. He's usually pretty good, but I, I've noticed sometimes with, with J.J., and I don't know who controls these things anymore, marketing or however it works, but the, you know we go for months and months and months where you don't get anything, right? And then we'll get a pretty decent trailer, right? And, and, then, and then we'll just, like, probably the last month or so before the movie comes out, we'll just get all kinds of tra- trailers. You know, it, it'll just be a flood of, of stuff. And then, then it becomes like it's it's zero to 50. Like you get nothing forever and then you get just, just get too much. So uh, they need to, I, I feel like they need to pace that out a little bit better. It's, it's, I get why they do it. I think they think the public are idiots and has no, they have no memory. <laughs> but, uh, but, but we do actually, we do have a memory and uh, it, it works and you can trust us. Speaking of memory, and here's a total um, just out of the blue uh, reference for you guys. But I, uh, my son told me about this book, and I wanted to mention it's a sci-fi book. It, it has to do with uh, memory. That's about all I'll say. Uh, and, and being able to like record people, not really record people's memory, but map memories. There's a lot more to it. it uh, but I don't want to say anything really much more. But it's a great book. It, it, it's a mind-blowing kind of a book. Um, it's called Recursion, R-E-C-U-R-S-I-O-N, by Blake Crouch. Uh, I'm listening to the audiobook. I have, like, it's about a 10, 11-hour book, and I, it looks like I've got um, 1 hour and 47 minutes. So I'll, I'll definitely be finishing that in the next couple of days on my drive to work. But really great book, Recursion. Check it out, uh, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, I want to talk about um, uh, pretty spoiler free. Um, I'll try it. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it spoiler free. But um, I want to talk about two different TV shows that I just finished up. I'm trying to use the summer to catch up on some Netflix and, and other streaming service uh, shows, which everybody has their own streaming service service these days, right? Uh, the two I want to briefly talk about are The Umbrella Academy, which came out a few months ago. I don't know, four or five at least, maybe. I think it was in the spring maybe around march i want to say something like that everyone really really was liking it when it first came out uh you know everybody there was 10 episodes of roughly anywhere between 45 minutes and an hour each uh and uh it got a lot of good uh, praise from people i heard in those first couple of weeks it came out i never got to it until just over the last month or so but uh, really enjoyed it, uh, and I want to just mention that a little. And then I'm going to talk also a little bit about um, The Boys, that crazy 
Amazon series as well. But let me play, I'll play a uh, trailer to the Umbrella Academy, and then I'll come back and just give you some general um, comments about it that'll be spoiler-free. But, uh, but listen to this, and I'll be back in uh, a couple of moments. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children. Gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary. I give you the Umbrella Academy. Does anyone wish to speak? He was a monster. Everything about our family is insane. It always has. Is that my skirt? Oh, yeah, this. It's very breathy on the bits. Nice to see nothing's changed. I jumped forward and got stuck in the future. Do you know what I found? Absolutely nothing. When's it supposed to happen? In eight days. Oh, shit. The ground. There's someone out there who's trying to stop me from preventing the apocalypse. We need the full force of the Academy. Bingo. Yay, sisters. Yay, sisters. Get up, we're going. Where? Save the world. Oh, is that all? So there you go for, that's the trailer to season one of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix streaming. It's It did actually come out on in February, a more further back than I thought. I thought it was only March. So 10-episode uh, run. Uh, I, I love this show. Uh, I, I really love this show. It's quirky. It's charming. Uh, they use a, a, as you can hear from the trailer, there's a great use of music in the in the show, which which really adds to the mood and the feel. Um, the actors are perfectly cast. Um, now, uh, to give you a little background, this is based on a on a comic book series uh, from Dark Horse Comics, uh, and it um, which there are not a lot of comics out on this. Uh, there, there's only, according to I'm looking at Wikipedia. 23 issues. I've actually not read this comic, but now I kind of want to, but I also kind of don't want to because I love the show so much and I don't really want to be spoiled for maybe what's coming ahead. Um, but, um, uh, you know, the basic premise, is, uh, premise of it is, as you can hear in the trailer, is this group of um, children that are born. This this gentleman, uh, Sir Richard Hargraves, uh, he adopts these kids, uh, more or less buys them, and, and they all end up having... Um, uh, there's, there's, as they say in the trailer, there's like 43 of them around the world. He gets, he gets a total of uh, seven of them, and they have um, superpowers of different types. And I'm not going to give you a lot of that detail, which you learn in the, um, uh, you learn in the series. Uh, but, uh, but it's, it's just great. Uh, and, uh, and it, it was based, like I said, the series is written, uh, created and written by uh, uh, 
uh, Gerard Way, uh, illustrated by Gabriel Ba. I think that is same his name. But um, the um, again the the style of the show, the look, the feel, the Netflix series I'm talking about here, um, really amazing. Again, the the you'll you'll recognize a few of the actors, but for the most part. They're kind of lesser-known uh, actors, and some I've never seen before. Like, uh, like the one that the the one actor who plays um, number five. I'm gonna try to look it up real quick. <laughs> see if I can find this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Aiden Gallagher is his name. Um, this this guy is like amazing. Uh, and, uh, I, I think, I think he deserves like, um, an Emmy. I mean, seriously, he, he's great. They're all really good, but he has a lot of, um, a lot to carry, uh, in, in this, in this series in the first 10 episodes and, uh, really good. Ellen Page is in it. You know, she was, uh, in the X-Men film. So, um, she's really good. She's got a pretty big role in the, in the, in the series. So I can't, cannot recommend if you're if you're a nerd a geek even if you've not you're not really into comics i mean it has a comic book kind of feel and style to the show but i but i i think that just is is it just means that it's it's well written it it has an interesting story you want to know what's going to happen you start to you quickly uh care about the characters uh just just a lot um yeah this show really pulled me in from the get-go and and kept me um, really hooked in. I, I actually watched the first few episodes. I took them with me to a comic con and watched them on the flight. Uh, the first few episodes, and there's always been when I when I've traveled and, and I watch a show, there's something that's a little more uh, like memorable about it, maybe in a way. Um, something about seeing it uh, while you're in an airplane, it's a, it's it's a little different. Like it's different than the norm of watching a show on my. Although I finished most of it here at home, I watched I think the first three episodes when I was traveling, and the rest here. But it kind of made it a different kind of impression in my brain than if I had just started it here in some way. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like if you go see a movie at a, at a, in a you're in a different town, and I've seen a few movies over the years when I've even been a, um, in a different country, and <laughs> I'll always remember seeing. Um, that remake of RoboCop that they did about, oh, I don't know, about five years or so ago, uh, that I actually ended up seeing it in China with with a friend of mine over there when, when I was traveling for work. We had one night we we didn't have a whole lot going on, and there was a movie theater across the street. And I, I think I've probably told that story on the podcast before, but seeing uh, RoboCop, um, it was English. It was still English. But it was it had subtitles in 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 Mandarin or whatever, and the um, the 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 other trick about that is is it's an R-rated thing, and and the language, it, it, there was a lot of strong language in that movie that they they kind of dubbed around or dubbed out, like they made it they kind of PG thirteen it down a bit, because I I'm not sure exactly why that is I. I, I I don't know if in China they always do that with uh, I don't have enough experience to know for sure if they always do that with uh, with like strong language type American movies or not I, I don't know really but um, I don't know how I spun off oh just the the seeing things in a different like place or or, or whatever it, it it somehow it sits in your head a kind of a memory thing different than um, than you would have normally 
I, I found, especially with this book that I'm reading, this recursion book, and just thinking about how people's brains process stuff and memories, makes you think about um, that uh, it takes different experiences to actually sort of like as time goes on. It's why most people don't really remember the day to day very, very vividly because it your brain doesn't really quite create a new memory for it, I think, in some cases, right? Let's say you drive to work the same way. You can't really, unless something unusual happens, like there's a traffic jam or construction or an accident, you don't really remember it consciously. Unless you have, unless you're one of those people that that are out there that supposedly have like photographic memory, but you don't remember how it was when you were driving to work like a week ago on Tuesday or something like that. It just doesn't register in your brain. You don't you don't form. But if you do something new, you do a different experience. You're in a different town. You meet someone new. Uh, comic. That's why I like going to the Comic Con stuff, because even though I've been to a lot of Comic Cons, each one has its own kind of something happens. You know, something different, which I'll I'll talk about here shortly about couple of things that that I did yesterday at the one in Michigan but it's uh, what I'm I guess saying is that it's it's fun to work at trying to form those you know visiting places and doing and having new experiences to to create these um, memorable uh, moments in your life because that's that's really what sticks with you so uh, and hopefully they're good ones you know there's there are, uh, I mean, certainly everyone has things that happen to them over the years, and uh, y- even even on you know uncomfortable or bad memories are are ones that stick with you as well. Hopefully, the good ones outweigh the bad. There's Rico's philosophy of life. Um, but um, hey, I'm gonna take uh, it's about 25 minutes in here. I'm gonna take a very short break. Um, well, I'm going to actually, while I'm doing the break, I'm going to play the next uh, trailer to the next show. Now, um, there wasn't much language. It wasn't too bad in that last trailer, but there might be a little more in this one. This, the next show I wanted to talk about briefly is, um, called the boys that's on Amazon prime streaming. This is a very violent, a very language filled show. All right. So, uh, in this trailer coming up that I'm going to play for you while I take a break there, there is some very strong language. I don't usually do that on uh, the podcast, but I, it, it, I think it's kind of, if you want to know what this show is like, uh, you kind of have to listen to this. So close any little kids' mo- or ears' mouths. <laughs> this isn't kid-friendly, uh, this next two and a half minutes or so. So you guys, just so you've been warned, um, there's some pretty strong language in here. And, uh, but it gives you a feel for the boys and I'll talk about it after, uh, I play it. So, uh, hopefully, uh, that, um, is enough of a warning and, uh, I'll be back in in about two and a half minutes or so. People love superheroes. They swoop out of the sky and save the day. People love that cozy feeling. That superheroes give them. My deepest condolences to Robin's family. She just stepped in the middle of the street. I couldn't. She was a half step off the fucking curb. Now, come on, Huey, just uh, don't get upset. Soups lose hundreds of people each year. It's a collateral damage. It's fucking diabolical. They're all like that? All of them. Yeah, 
Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. I've got the boys together. Jonas. To do what? Spank the bastards. For Robin. And then. Lacing the shoes, I'm on the move. I got so much to prove. It's suicide to go after the soups. We can use help stuffing now. Excuse me. I'm sorry, are, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just having a bad day. It's a work thing. I'm supposed to be this hero idol symbol, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. She could help us. She's a soup, just on the wrist. You're wrong about her. Just remember who your friends, who your enemies are. They just declared war. You can't do this. You don't have the fight. You never have. This kid is full of surprises. Well, well, well. It's not, not what it looks like. I thought we had an understanding. I know you're trying to be tough, but we're superheroes. Who are you? All right, so that's uh, a, a preview trailer or, well, it's out now, so not really, I guess, a preview. Preview if you haven't seen it for The Boys TV series that is on uh, Amazon Prime Streaming. This, uh, it came on uh, at the end of July, like the 26th, it was first released. Uh, and uh, as you can tell from the, the trailer that you hear, it's, it, this is a rough show. A lot of violence, a lot of language. Ton of language, ton of violence there. You've been warned again. Uh, but uh, this is also uh, like the Umbrella uh, Umbrella Academy is also based on a comic book series. Uh, this comic book series was uh, created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, and this the show was developed by Eric Kripke for Amazon. Uh, the, the basic idea of it, and you can hear it in the trailer, is that, that um, superheroes gone bad. And they're run kind of by a corporation uh, called Vought. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Vought, V-O-U-G-H-T. Um, but um, very different tone than the Umbrella Academy. I, I did enjoy this quite a bit. Uh, only um, eight. Yeah, only, I think, eight episodes for this first season. Uh, so it, it moves pretty quick. Uh, there are roughly about an hour each. Uh, the main, uh, Some of the main people on the show uh is uh we've got carl urban as billy butcher carl urban i mean my gosh this guy everything that i see him in he's fantastic he's basically the 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 leader of the boys these people regular people trying to stop these bad superheroes uh jack quaid who's actually the son of dennis quaid uh is huey um anthony Starr is homelander one of the soups uh they call him soups uh aaron moriarty is annie january uh, or Starlight. Uh, we have Queen Maeve, Dominique McClough. I can't say her last name. McElicht. Must be, she must be a Scottish. McElicht. Um, Jesse T. Usher is A-Train. Uh, we got Laz Alonzo as Marvin. Chance Crawford is Kevin. Tomer Caban is Frenchie. Karen Fukiharo is Kimi Kimiko. 
and Elizabeth Shue, uh, who you've seen in lots of stuff, including two of the Back to Future movies, is Madeline Stilwell, who kind of runs Vought and, and controls the soups in a way. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is a rough show. And uh, again, no, no, uh, denying that, but it, it, it's a great premise. It's been done in, in, in comics. It's been done in books before. There's a great series by Brandon Sanderson that starts with a book called Steelheart, which I've mentioned several times about the, the idea or premise of superheroes. Um, what well would would somebody if it was really like Superman? What it would you know? There are obviously in comics. There's bad, bad guys who are you know super, some of them super powered that use their powers for bad things. And there's good guys. There's good super powered people. But in, in the boys, for the most part, <laughs> most of the people who have powers are kind of like frankly, um, let's say uh, jerks. They they're they're bad. They 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 don't care about anything but themselves. So. Um, they lean on lean hard into that side of it. And uh, again, I'm not going to spoil anything and all that you can pretty much get from the trailer, but uh, it, it's a crazy show. And I, I would say the first few episodes for me were a little bit, um, they didn't pull me in, but then, then about episode, maybe about three or four, I started to really care about some of the characters. Uh, and, uh, but they're, you know, everyone's sort of a, a you know, a little bit gray and white and i i think i i can see where this is a little bit going i think they're going to try to make you know you have the characters of the boys they're trying to stop these bad soups but i think they're going to sort of like flip it a little bit and i think you know what some of the the boys have to do it's the classic thing of you know do you become as as bad do you have to become as bad as as the bad people are to stop them kind of a thing so there's there's a lot going on here really well done really well acted uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I buzzed through this one, this series, pretty quick. A lot of people that I, I know and talk to are watching it, and I wanted to kind of keep up with it. And uh, both Umbrella Academy and uh, The Boys have been renewed for a second season, which is super cool. Uh, and you'll be, um, I think, Umbrella Academy, yeah, that's already started to film, and so is The Boys. Umbrella Academy, I don't think we'll see until maybe January or, or early in 2020. The boys probably about the same, but I don't see any real detail yet on that. Uh, but I think I, I think both of them are going to be back pretty quick. So um, very different takes. Uh, I, I think I, I, I probably would say that Umbrella Academy is more my um, cup of tea, and, and and I like the charm of it. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, you know nice emotional beats and things. There's that in the boys. But it's a little more straightforward. Um, they're still good. They're still really both good shows and, and a lot of fun to watch. So uh, if, again, hopefully I've given you, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully I've given you a feel for these shows. That was my point. If you haven't watched them, uh, and, and this may be what I've said or, or the trailers that you heard interest you, um, the great thing about these two things is most people have Amazon Prime, a lot of people do, and most people have Netflix. So they're pretty easy to see. These aren't on one of the exclude more, let's say, not as well um, uh, used services yet. Like DC Universe, I'm still finishing. I think I've got two episodes of Swamp Thing left. And Teen Titans, uh, or just Titans, sorry, uh, Season 2 comes out in September. The new Harley Quinn animated thing that's going to be nuts starts this fall as well. Uh, that I saw the premiere episode for the pilot episode at uh, Comic-Con. So looking forward to that. That's going to be on DC Universe. And then, of course, we have Hulu Plus. Sorry, 
Um, Hulu and Disney Plus going to be a kind of a combined thing. I hear it. Well, I hear if you you can get a combined package deal if you want. You don't have to have them both. But when Disney Plus starts, you know, pretty soon we're going to have in, in the next few months. I don't know if it's going to start before the Rise of Skywalker or not, but we're going to get the Star Wars, you know, finally, finally, after all these years, after what are we at? Let's see, when Star Wars first came out in 1977, so let's say this Mandalorian starts in 2020, that, that that's that's like 43 years, right, that we've waited for a live action Star Wars television show crazy isn't it when you think about it i mean we've had some cool animated ones but um why has it taken that long to do that well i know why george lucas never really wanted to do tv and then when he did that that show that he was going to work on that kind of fell apart i don't remember exactly what the reasoning was i think i think it kind of slid it slid into the time where he was moving to to sell off star wars and didn't really want to work on it anymore so and then that's led to the new movies and they want to leave that alone, so, you know, but there's, gosh, there's plenty of time frames and timeline areas that in Star Wars, you know, I always am just dying, and why can't we get an Old Republic TV series? That's that's just thousands of years before the events of the Star Wars movies. When Jedi were plentiful, um, that would be amazing. I, I, I Maybe we'll get a movie series using in that era. Someday I'd love that too, but I'd almost rather have a TV series. But uh, and uh, well, Star Trek's going good. You know, we're getting Picard. We're gonna get a, a Section Thirty One series. There's all kinds of talk that maybe we'd get a Pike on the Enterprise series because that really resonated, and there was a little hint of that if you watch the Comic Con panels uh, when when some of the the people behind the scenes people were asked about that a little bit. Uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, hinted like, you know, he kind of at one point they said, do you guys want in the audience? They were asking, do you want a, a Captain Pike series on the Enterprise? And people kind of went wild. So, um, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of content out there. All right. Um, so hopefully those two things interest you guys or, or I hope if you've seen them, you, it was fun to, to hear me talk about them. I know a lot of people probably listening to the podcast have maybe watched both of those shows already. Uh, but it'll get us all excited and pumped up for the second seasons. All right, I'm going to take a short break, and then I'm going to come back and talk briefly about the Michigan Comic-Con that I went to yesterday with my son, Stephen. So, the Michigan Comic-Con, this... This is a new Comic-Con here in Michigan. I've gone for many, many years. I think we're up to about show 25 or 30. I forget what it was. To the what's called the Motor City Comic-Con. That is um, in the spring. It's in May, mid-May. And it's uh, out here near near where I live, about a half hour from where I live in a, in a city called Novi. That, um, that's a pretty big con i mean there are a lot of people probably like about eighty thousand, roughly each each year in a in a in a place that's not big enough for all those people i've said it before but san diego comic-con has more people but it's bigger and more spread out so i i actually feel more crunched when i go to the motor city comic-con at this place that they have it at and uh then in the um the San Diego one. Sorry, I got distracted there for a second. So, um, but last year, I think was the first year. So they, they started this new one called Michigan Comic Con 
it's it was in August last year. It's in August this year, about mid August, and it's it's in downtown Detroit. There's a place called Kobo Center that's been there forever. That they have uh, they have car events there. They have other events uh, during the holidays. I've been there for several things over over the years, and um, they had this Michigan Comic Con there last year, and it's really small, really low key in terms of. Um, guests and activities there aren't really even panels i don't think yet uh they do have some celebrities and some guests they had a few last year and some this year i'll talk about that more in a minute um but it, essentially it's just a big room of stuff to buy and people still dress up there are people in costume not nearly like there is even even in the Novicon here or at san diego but a few uh and some pretty good ones yesterday we saw and, and then a bunch of stuff to buy comics pop pop figures, uh, um, collectibles, action figures, uh, the usual the usual things you see at a Comic-Con. And my son, Stephen, who's gotten into comics a lot in the re recent years, uh, he, he likes this. He goes to Motor City with me. He has been. And so we went down there yesterday and, and hung out for, I don't know, four or five hours, and eh, about four, I guess, hours. And yeah, it was fun. Uh, probably, probably a couple of, uh, things to point out. You know, we walked around, I didn't buy a ton, uh, but, um, a couple of, uh, a couple of things that happened. So Michael Dorn war from Star Trek's next generation. Yes. I am not a merry man. I, I won't try to do his voice. He has such a great voice, uh, but he was there and, uh, they had a row or a line of where all the celebs were kind of on one side of the main, um, hall area, whatever you call it. And, uh, and when we first got there, it was probably about an hour after it opened, roughly. And there were a few people that were getting, that had pretty popular lines. And, uh, and I was strolling down the line of celebs, and I knew Michael Dorn. I knew he was going to be there. And it kind of headed in my head that, you know, if he's there and there isn't much of a line or anything like that, you didn't have to buy anything ahead of time, no pre-purchase photo op stuff or, auto, you know, whatever. They didn't do like a, in Austin, um, they have a very, and a lot of cons do it this way. They have photo ops you can buy. And that's basically a professional photo thing where, where they have a nice little background. They, they have a guy, it's not just with your phone. They have someone take your picture. You can get a digital version of it and a printout even right there at the time. Pretty high level. And I've done it in Austin a few times. Uh, and uh, it's fun. And it, it's well run. And, but it costs a little bit more. For the celebs here at this Michigan one, it was basically like um, bring your own you know, camera or phone. And you can get a picture with a celeb for, for a few bucks. And it wasn't that bad. Michael Dorn, it was like only $40, which I didn't think that was that bad. And, uh, so the, he did, he had like one person. I mean, a couple of times when I walked by, he had two or three people and it wasn't very much. So, uh, I decided, ah, you know, Michael Dorn's here. It's really easy to get up and see him. I'll get a picture with him. And I got to chat with him a little bit. So I got my son, Steven, and we went over there and, uh, and then I got a, a selfie with Michael Dorn, who I am just a little bit taller than I, I looked at, looked up uh he's he's like six two i'm like six four so i'm just a smidge taller and uh but um and then we uh so we got a selfie and there was no one i i don't like to talk to people 
if there are uh, others in line like I don't want to take up their time but there really wasn't anyone there so I just chatted with them and I just kind of threw out a comment like so do you think you'll end up uh, getting a spot or, or or showing up on the Picard series at all I you know that's the obvious question to ask right and he's like and and he didn't just immediately give me a one word answer I, I've I've met a fair number of celebrities over the years and I, I usually throw out a little comment or a question like that. And, of course, I told him I really loved his work on uh, on Star Trek and Worf and all that. And uh, I should have mentioned Gargoyles, right? Because he, he did that voice work. It, it's always fun to mention something that's not the obvious, but I, I forgot. But I, I, you know, so since there wasn't anybody else around that I was going to be, like, taking up time away from them getting a picture or whatever... I said, so you're going to end up on Picard, do you think? or what? And he says, well, you know, and he didn't just give me, like I said, a one-word answer. He says, no, you know, I think they're nearly wrapping up uh, the first season, and, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. But, you know, they're they're doing more. Uh, yeah, I think it's already been officially announced that they're going to do three 10-episode seasons of Picard. I think that's that's official. So, you know, he's kind of like, well, maybe, you know, in, in the next season or something like that. I said, yeah, it would be really fun to see, you know, what the Klingons are up to in, 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 the, in 25 years down the road or whatever from what we've all seen. And, he, and then he started to talk about his Worf script. You know, there's been this uh, and I guess he's actually written a few uh, scripts and treatments for something like there was one rumor thing floating around for a few years that he wanted to do a you know a, a wharf series where he'd be captain of a starship and uh and this one though he says he's written something a little bit else that's a little further down the road and uh you know a little bit more about wharf and what's going on with the klingons and it sounded interesting so he shared that and uh yeah he was super nice super super nice guy and the the handler person you know there's always somebody there kind of taking the cash and they'll they'll take the picture for you if you don't have somebody with you she was she warned me ahead of time that it was a little under the weather and he wasn't shaking hands so i said yeah that's cool i understand hey i don't want to get sick <laughs> i understand the germ thing there's enough germs when you go to these cons anyway so uh but yeah totally cool super nice guy i hope that he does end up in picard sometime uh, that would be very uh very neat and i mean i know he's super friendly with you know the the whole tng cast those guys all really are are a tight-knit group and i and i could i'm sure that if there's any klingon stuff going on in picard um that they'll figure out a way to bring Worf in i mean that's that would be great uh would love to see it but he was great and then the other thing um then it ended up happening. I didn't actually realize they were there. Chris uh, texted me because I texted him my wharf picture, and he says, "Oh, we'll go find uh, John Jackson Miller." He said, "There's some authors there," which I didn't even realize. You know, I'm at the convention, and, and Chris knows more than I do about who's actually there. So John Jackson Miller, he wrote that great Star Wars book, Kenobi, which there's been a lot of talk in the news um, over the last week or two about really like. There's the big rumor is that Ewan McGregor, um, well, he's he said for a long time he'd love to be play Obi Wan, play, like play Kenobi again. And the rumor floating around is that he, you know, they're going to do a Kenobi TV show on Disney Plus, you know, maybe after the Mandalorian or whatever. And um, so, um, but uh, to go back to the to the author thing, so John Jackson Miller was there he was mostly uh promoting his brand new book that just came out it's called it's a star trek discovery novel 
Uh, it's called the Enterprise War, and it's basically uh, a Pike Spock. You know, it's 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 you know a number one. It's which you know that's just right up my alley. So uh, I, I got a copy of it, bought a copy of it from him, and and, and he signed it for me. And, and I mentioned, you know, he's done um, he's done Star Wars stacks with 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 Chris Jen Joe. You know, he's like, although did Chris just interview him? I can't remember who was uh, who was interviewing him. Excuse me when they did those, but um, but uh, but anyway, uh, so. So I asked John Jackson Miller. I, I you know, I told him I, I knew those guys, and I, you know, I do a Star Trek podcast, and I, and I said, uh, you know, I'd love to talk to you after I read the Enterprise War book, you know. And he said, sure, sure. He's, uh, you know, he's totally into doing podcasts, and it, he, he's he seems very friendly, very nice, and uh, so that was cool. And then they had a little table area with a few authors, and then also um, another author there that I really like, Claudia Gray, who does. Um, well, she has her own books that she does. You know, she has uh, a different um, non, uh, you know, well, she mostly what I'm getting to is she does a lot of Star Wars books and uh, like Lost Stars, which was really good. And there's a new or a, that's fairly new, maybe, maybe within the last year or two, it came out uh, uh, a Leia book. It's just called Leia Princess of Alderaan. Well, that's the full title. And I've been wanting to pick it up and read it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, and this is about basically about Princess Leia when she's young, uh, just just kind of prior to kind of getting hooked into the rebellion and all that. And it sounded like a good time frame. And I talked to her for a few minutes. She was super nice, and she signed my book too, and said, "May the force be with you" in the book, and that was totally cool. And uh, yeah, so uh, she does podcasts too. Although because she does these Star Wars books, what she said is that. Um, she, you know, if it's strictly talking about a Star Wars book on a podcast, it has to be all cleared through Lucasfilm or whatever, um, or Disney or both. Although she said the one workaround is if you do a, a podcast uh, uh, with her and, and you're talking about some of her other books and you just mentioned Star Wars just a little, you can kind of get away with it differently. You don't have to necessarily get Disney or Lucasfilm's permission or whatever, whoever controls all that. So that was interesting. But, um, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, got a couple of books. I didn't really buy a lot. I bought another little comic collection, and I bought a uh, uh, kind of a little Superman uh, toy doll thing for my uh, grandson, Bryson. Uh, hey, you know, got to get something for the, for the grandson. And so we kind of hung out there. My son bought some action figures. And a bat, little mini kind of Batman statue thing that wasn't too expensive. He's he's good at wheeling and dealing these dealers, you know, down a little bit. Um, when they're, uh, you know, you can usually knock if something's fifty bucks. You know, if you tell them I'll give them forty five, you know, you can usually knock knock a few dollars off stuff. But uh, yeah, the pricing on a lot of the things there was actually pretty good. I mean, so many like pop vinyls though. I mean, my gosh, if you took the if you took the pop vinyls away from uh away from these uh shows <laughs> there would be nothing left the, the merchandise would be gone like there i i swear i think two-thirds or something of the merchandise in the place is pop vinyls and i i didn't realize they had so many different even sizes of them now they have these really big big ones i, I guess i have seen them here and there but there seem to be more of them now uh but uh yeah lots of uh lots of pop vinyl figures so uh but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to go down there. The, the great thing about it is it's, it's, it's easy to get to. It's in Michigan. No airlines, no hotels. Uh, 
and and you can just kind of relax. It's 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 a little a lot easier than uh, than you know San Diego. San Diego quite a bit more intense and uh, but of course that's San Diego Comic Con, which I hope to be at next year again as well. So that I think is a mostly one I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about those couple of TV shows a lot. Talk about the convention. Um, next week should be a guest spot. I'm hoping try to put somebody in in here or get someone or maybe a rerun and then in two weeks just to let you guys know i'm going to do my annual um probably live show i think live i hope and uh it'll be over labor day weekend probably sunday i tend to do it on sunday still uh that'll be my 14th anniversary because i started in 2005 doing the podcast so yeah wow that's um crazy to think about right and it's 2019 now the world is a lot different in 14 years. Let's just say that. So, all right, folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you want to support the podcast, and I've said this a few times, but I it's one of my goals, we'll call it, but I am by the, by my anniversary show, by um, that first weekend of September, I'm going to revamp the Patreon site, kind of tweak some things. Um, and uh, so, but if you do want to support the show, patreon.com, forward slash treks and sci-fi is the way to do it you know a dollar or two a month it helps uh helps support the show helps keeps me going and uh i i greatly greatly thank those who do that already and have been doing it for quite some time you guys are fantastic uh love you and thanks for that so uh all right folks uh that's it and uh go to a con go to a comic con Go to Dragon Con, which is over Labor Day, which I, is one of my cons that I really want to go to sometime. Uh, so many conventions to see. I would, I would love to be able to. Work has been pretty stressful over the last few months, but I'd love to have enough money to both retire and uh, getting close on that. But but to to not work and just go to cons like all summer long around the world, around the country, uh, visit people that I know in different cities and countries, and, and just just enjoy that. Uh, I, there was a time years back where I was really kind of getting disillusioned about cons. I've, I've said this, I think, once or twice before, but I, I've been reinvigorated in the last several years, especially when there are people there that I know or I go with someone. Uh, it, it, um, it's been a lot more fun. And uh, got to start already thinking about some cosplay stuff for, uh, for next San Diego. I want to try to do that more. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I've really been punking out and wimping out, but it, it, it's, it's nice. I love taking video and pictures of other cosplayers. So it's a balance of doing, you know, the real, the, the, my, the, the real thing that would help it at San Diego is being able to get a hotel very close to the convention. Cause I, I'd really feel like I would maybe dress up for about half the day and then half the day not. And cause I could run right back to the hotel easily and change and then come back. When you're not there, it's a, both of the places I've stayed at the last couple of times when I've gone, it's about an hour process just to get kind of there and back. Uh, so if you do it once, you know, you're, you're doing it again. So that's a couple hours out of the day. Uh, but, you know, the price you pay. So nothing, no big deal. All right, folks, thanks again so much for listening. Hope this was another fun, enjoyable Treks and Sci-Fi uh, Geek Fest. And, uh, yeah, go out there and watch some of this stuff. Have some fun. Um, looks like Godzilla is out on streaming, which I, I need to watch because I've not, uh, I, I, did, I didn't catch that new Godzilla movie. And, uh, and there's an animated Batman Hush movie out as well uh, that, I, that I watched and enjoyed. It's, it's different than the comic uh, was, but uh, I still thought it was pretty interesting and pretty good. So, 
All right, folks, take care of yourselves. Enjoy the, the weather, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.